0: tuning in to the Escafille Files, a book analysis podcast where one diehard fan and one newbie start yet another podcast about Animorphs, the children's book series by K.A. Applegate. I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns, and you can find
1: me on the internet at RedTailedHawk90, and my co-host is Jade. Hello! You can find me on the internet at Rose on Twitter, and I use they, them pronouns.
0: We will be making our way through the books one book at a time, analyzing the themes and how they stand up to time, and sharing the experience with our friends on Discord, the link to which you can find in the show notes. Uh, Before we get started, some book-specific content warnings for this, uh, which is Megamorphs 1, uh, are amnesia, sanism, and car accidents, Uh, so on top of our uh, kind of traditional content warnings for the series we have those so if those are an issue for you maybe skip this one you're honestly not miss- missing too much um <laughs>
1: <laughs> the opinions are only gonna get harder as we go on yeah. no holds barred
0: <laughs> yeah it's that that might be my note for the end of the what surprised me about this book is just how much i didn't like it Mm-hmm. Um, some of the books I I anticipate not liking. Uh, yeah, and this was probably my least favorite of the Megamorphs when I read them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it I I don't think it has held up really well.
1: Now the the writing quality feels lackluster comparatively mm-hmm. speaking, and yeah. um, while well, there's elements of the plot I think work. Mm-hmm. There's a, like we'll get on to the big old hunkin' subplot that just made me go, really, yeah. This this is this is what we chose, Kay Applegate. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. It. Uh, I think.
0: I mean, obviously, part of it is just because they were writing a book a month and had to crank mm-hmm. this out really fast. Um. Like obviously, that's part of why this is suffering, but a lot of it is, you know, it's, it's just kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they they obviously took some shortcuts where maybe they didn't need to or shouldn't have, uh, and mm-hmm. it shows. Um,
1: um yeah, to clarify this, first of the Megamorphs, the assumed the conceit behind them is that we rotate our narrator from chapter to chapter. Mm-hmm.
2: So yep. we hear from
1: everybody. Yeah, was so good. Well, just because this is the first time hearing from Axe POV. Yeah. So, and I kind of dislike that this had to be where it happened first,
2: mm-hmm. even though
1: he has some moments that I genuinely found interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't remember when in the order I read this when I first read it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was before or after book eight. Um. Oh. But pretty much anywhere you look now, it's slotted canonically with it between books seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I've, I've put it here in
2: our order. Um, mm-hmm. but it would almost make more sense after book eight. Um, although it, mm, <laughs> no, it can't, it doesn't make any sense because of, uh,
0: you know, Axe in this one is very um
2: consumed with spoilers, his his uh
0: revenge quest against Visser Three. Mm-hmm. Um and it it kind of seems like here that this is his first face to face meeting with Visser Three. Mm. Um whereas it kind of is
2: all up in the plot in Book Eight, so <laughs> maybe it does have to go here. So, we'll yeah, talk about book eight next time. Yeah, let's let's get into the Andalite's gift. Yeah. Uh,
0: so we start out with Jake, um, and uh, right off the bat, he makes me really sad because he's like, "Hey, I can't tell you where I who I am or where I live because then the arks will kill me, and I don't want <laughs> I don't want them to kill me because I want to go on living so I can
2: go on fighting them." Uh, which is oh boy Uh, that's a lot dear Uh Jake Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but most of this is kind of background
0: describing what the Yerks are Um, the interesting thing is that they do spread out the kind of description of the Yerks and who they all are and how they got their powers Over a couple Mm. of different chapters and a couple of different narrators, so that's kind of interesting. Mm. Um,
1: But it's all stuff
0: that we know already.
1: Mm -hmm. We get the Uh reminder about Tom being controller, about Mm -hmm. um, Marco's Mm mum as well, and that only Jake and Marco know that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we find I appreciate the underlining of five animals, one had like five human kids, and just sort of like, "Mm, well, (laughs) kinda. (laughs) <laughs> um, but how it is just their little group of six and we to the crux of Rachel being worried about leaving for a weekend right
2: uh,
0: and we yeah, we come up with uh, the humans of them meeting Axe isn't there um, because apparently he doesn't like to become human um, and he would have to be human to hang out in Cassie's barn because Cassie's dad or mom could walk in at any minute. (laughs) Um, But Rachel has signed up for a gymnastics camp um, and is waffling on whether or not to go because she signed up for it before everything in her life exploded. Um, uh, And so she's like, well, you know, it's kind of stupid and it's not a big deal anymore and I don't really want to go and I don't want to leave you all here. Whereas Cassie is like, hey, like, but actually you should continue to have things in your life that is not the Yurk War.
1: It's mm-hmm. um, well especially prescient with uh, Rachel and mm-hmm. her attitude towards
2: it as well. hmm So. Um,
1: I appreciate that there's this moment um, that uh, Cassie sort of, in the way, of giving an out to the conversation I asks Rachel for a hand getting a crow's cage up onto the shelf, and mm-hmm. Tobias gets to have a little bitch about crows. Yeah. It's just like, I felt like, oh, Tobias, me and my Corvid friends are going to be like, <laughs> I get it, but also, like, crows are total punks did just make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know how he's probably got that broken wing trying to mob a respectable hawk? That's uh-huh. how crows yeah, are total respect-
0: punks. Respectable hawk.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah it's it tobias is such a fucking nerd it's it's Um, very good and cute and and super endearing um but that that comment uh is where we get the reveal about tobias being a hawk and i appreciate that we've got this like actually in his mind in his soul he's human Mm -hmm. and i find that like interesting yeah. And um, the comparison that Jake makes between the appearance of the hawk and how it's like a very powerful predator with like the wings and the talons and the fierce, angry eyes. And Jake draws a comparison that Tobias used to be a very gentle person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I also like that I guess he still is that guy, but he is also a hawk because that's mm-hmm. the ongoing dichotomy with Tobias. Like yeah. his inter- uh, that internal conflict and then yeah. we just say yeah i'm looking at you crow <laughs> obviously the crow did not understand <laughs> i
0: don't you know i don't buy that the crow wouldn't understand thought speak mm. <laughs> maybe it doesn't understand words mm-hmm. but i feel like if you if you transmitted images to a crow it would understand
1: I, I mean some of the stuff crows do i reckon that that would definitely get a reaction so <laughs> um
0: but rachel has already told her friend melissa that she's not going Um, Marco teases Rachel like, hey, you think we can't survive without you for a couple of days? Spoiler alert, they can't. Um, and, uh, they quip back and forth a little bit. Uh, and Rachel is kind of worn down.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i love that i'll go away just to get away from marco for a couple of days <laughs> Marco's just like think of me when you're on the uneven parallel bus yeah <laughs> it's just like i love the snark between marco and
0: rachel mm-hmm. i do like that marco is in his own way encouraging rachel to go mm-hmm. do this thing that she wanted to do a- back before absolutely he's just uh, not
1: doing it the way cassie is he's doing it in the way he does things which is to bait and to use humor yes exactly uh But
0: Rachel says, all right, well, you you guys are going to stay out of trouble. Um, But specifically, she's looking at Tobias uh, because they're in love. Um, And And apparently
1: Cassie knows. And Jake knows, (laughs) as this next paragraph uh, implies.
0: Tobias says they'll be fine. Uh, Meanwhile, Jake and Cassie share a look. (laughs) Um, Cassie has a theory that Rachel and Tobias like each other. Not that Rachel has ever said anything, even though Rachel and Cassie are best friends. Cassie thinks it's sweet and romantic. I just think it's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, Tobias will never be fully human again. Gee, Jake,
1: <sighs> bless Jake, living in the nineties. He will learn. If this happened now, there'd be. I feel like <laughs> that wouldn't be there. <laughs> I, I guess Rachel's a fairy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> but I do suppose there's that interesting view of the. The Romantic versus the realist, yeah, and again being upsetting. And then, um, we have that, and Jake's just like, Yeah, we should all have a nice, normal weekend, normal fun. And Marco's being pissy because, uh, some people are going to have more fun because there's a pool party happening that everyone apparently except Marco has been invited to, <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, um,
1: we'll find out why that is as the book goes on. And um Cassie uh rescues Jake from having to have this conversation again with Marco by asking Marco if he'll come help her carry some cages in from the truck. And mm-hmm. he just, from the tr- uh Chekhov's truck. Um and Marco's <laughs> just like, oh my back, a sudden shooting pain. And um just like we get a little banter, like Jake shoving Marco back into the hay and um mm-hmm. as he goes to help Cassie. And this does feel very The characterization in this book is off a lot of the time, not necessarily in super glaring ways, but it just doesn't feel as present. Mm -hmm. But there are still like these little moments. (sighs) Yeah. uh, I appreciate. Yeah.
0: Um, Cassie uh, kind of confides in Jake that, you know, this feels weird that someone is taking a vacation, so to speak. Um, And, you know, she's weirded out that she's weirded out. Um, and she tells Jake that she has been having a bad dream where, uh, she has to make a choice of who lives and who dies, um, and is really upset about it. Um, and they, they, they kind of share this moment about being afraid and, Mm. uh, recognizing that
2: they're afraid. Um. I have this
1: line from. Like, Cassie's, like, talks about being scared all the time, and Jakey's just, mm-hmm. like, you deal with it, though. It made me nervous talking about feelings like this. I guess I think if you do- just don't talk about the fear, it will go away. Yeah.
0: Which is Which is interesting comp- uh, when comparing it to what Tobias says at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, which is,
2: you know, the healthier way. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's interesting now
0: reading through it for the second time and seeing that parallel. Um but this yeah, isn't then- the first time this dream will come up.
1: Yeah. And also we have this thing we don't like like saying to Cassie that you always deal with it. Yeah. Like reassuring her, I guess, and she's just like so far. Yeah. He's so. shitty at
0: trying to reassure her. Mm-hmm because because he doesn't want to talk about it
1: yeah i think it's also like he knows he's not good at that kind of thing that it makes him uncomfortable mm-hmm. because by talking about it he's going to have to acknowledge his own fear right or his own whatever feeling in the moment it makes right. me wonder how long it takes for cassie and jake to happen quite frankly <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah, <no. laughs> Uh the slightly less nefarious Danielle giggle when it's not horrifying <laughs> things I don't know about but it's stuff I don't know about. <laughs> uh we have our first perspective shift over to Rachel who tells us a little bit about her home life and um how the group sort of came together how they weren't really a group before mm-hmm. um but uh, the night that they took a shortcut through the construction site and everyone kicked off i do appreciate uh, when she's talking i'm going to be saying i do appreciate a lot i feel this this episode um we get this thing about jake um who's the one in charge not something he's ever wanted just seems natural for him just like not that jake is without his own level of stupidity i mean he was right there with us walking through an isolated abandoned construction site that night wasn't the smartest thing we ever did (laughs) <laughs> i appreciate the genre savviness there yeah jake is our leader that doesn't necessarily mean he's the smartest uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. um major talks about uh out meeting our fangor and our fangor dying and um we get this little bit about uh explaining um that morphing is fun
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and we have this moment where we like i'm gonna get to the school an hour before the bus leaves." Because I want to go fly and I want to go see Tobias before mm-hmm. I leave. Yep. It says of I wanted to did. check in with Tobias before I left. And I'm like, mm, sure, Jan. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also uh-huh. like, it's just that I kind of take care of stuff Tobias needs. I bring him books mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, things he can't get in the woods. It's yeah. just like, that's such a, a wonderful notion that they're looking after his humanity
2: mm-hmm. in that way. So he mm-hmm. still has it. Yeah um
0: but she kind of walks away into the woods and uh stuffs her clothes and her bag into some bushes um and morphs into an eagle so that she can go fly and see tobias before she has to leave on this
1: trip and this is why you should do research on your animals because i feel uh well one uh she sees axe as she's flying over and uh uh-huh. like and she appreciates that it's fun to watch him run um, And she drops down and she's going to say hi um, and she notices a bird's nest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just Has just enough time to notice, huh, isn't that cute? Baby birds, uh, before she starts getting mobbed by some jays.
2: Yep. And
1: to be fair, she's a big-ass bird Uh flying near baby little birds. Jays are going to jay. This is what they do. Um... And in trying to sort of get away um, from the birds and away from their nest, she takes a turn, uh, she banks a turn and isn't able to uh, move, get out of the way before she uh, hits a tree
2: headfirst.
1: And uh, sort of hit, bounces down through the trees um, and hits the ground
2: and uh, is sort of passing out trying to morph out and passes out yeah um and then we switch to marco um
0: this is going to be a theme in this book like the chapters are very short and they get even shorter Mm -hmm. um and where it's like one thing happens and then we switch to the next person
1: the the shorter Um, chapters bother me less when they stop repeating stuff when it's literally just like and then this happens and then this happens rather than like going doubling back to overlap a little on the details yes which does happen a lot in here and it's uh it was real hard like until about halfway through the book i was really struggling to read it and then i then Mm -hmm. they stopped doing so much that i was like oh okay it's picking up yeah thank god yeah it's the the first half of this book is
0: is a lot of um like hey i did this thing and then this thing happened and then you switch to another perspective and it's oh they did this thing and then this thing happened and then i did this thing and i'm just Mm -hmm. like oh my god
1: it's yeah it's not good yeah Thankfully, you, dear listeners, who maybe aren't reading the book, aren't going to have to deal with that. You just get our delightful recapping. Um, We we switch to Marco, who reveals the five the the uh, the five genders: the smart, cute one, the bossy one, the nice one, the stupidly brave one, and Bird. (laughs) I can't take credit for that. Danielle wrote it in our doc. It really made me laugh, so I wanted to say
0: it. (laughs) <laughs> it was just really silly. <laughs> yeah. I just loved I love that it's, you know, characteristic characteristic characteristic
1: bird. <laughs> I just felt that's a delightful call out for you though because of... It is. <laughs> 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 okay, what are you get it, bird. Just like okay. <laughs> um and marco is being marco about it how he's the cute one and all the girls think so all except our and then we have this great moment where axe as the voice of reason is trying to understand why marco wants to go to this party to see uh-huh. this girl yeah and yes axe is an alien here but i feel like axe is all of us right yes. now yes in this um and Ax is just like so you're not wanted at this party but you want to go anyway and marco's like yes and he's like trying to explain that there's a reason why he wasn't invited. And I think I know what that reason is. Darlene likes me. There's no other possible explanation. And Axe is just like, is that a common among humans? Do you avoid the ones you like? Not like, like. I like you, Axe, but I don't like you. There's like, and then there's like, like. And Axe just <laughs> stares at him. With all four <laughs> eyes. I am confused. <laughs> And, what a mood yeah and michael's <laughs> just like i don't need you to understand i just want you to go with me um and this is just this is great and uh, actually just like but Jake, prince jake's gonna be there and he's just like yeah but jake's not gonna help me spy on darlene and uh, <laughs> this is fucking great uh, cat had he says like cassie's no help because cassie talks about the wrong things and then there's just pardon me if i sound skeptical and please don't be offended but I sense that maybe this is a dishonorable idea and Tobias <laughs> is just like you sense right axe like. <laughs> it's great because Tobias has shown up with the mouse that Marco has requested yeah I love um, that
0: he's like yes this is definitely a dishonorable and terrible idea I still got you this goddamn mouse <laughs> uhhuh. Tobias refers to
1: Marco as a twisted, devious human being and is like, Axe, if you've got any sense, you won't get involved. And poor Axe is suffering because he's gotten fleas from being out in the woods and Marco said he'll get him flea powder or, you know, (laughs) a rare medicine that will help. But Tobias is just like, Marco, you're a dick. He doesn't say that. He says, Marco, you're blackmailing Axe for flea powder. Axe, my friend. (laughs) And Marco's just like giving the mouse and stuff, acting like a parent. (laughs) (laughs)
2: um
1: it just and then so he and axe acquire the morph um we get a little bit more of a description of what an andalite looks like Mm -hmm. and tobias is just like marco you know jake's gonna roast you alive for this um (laughs) and marco's just like this is jake is about justice i ask you is this justice no clearly not and we get the explanation of why marco probably wasn't invited yep which is that he floated a baby Ruth bar in the pool and told everyone it was, you know. I was like like six years old. I didn't know any better. Besides, it was funny. Marco, you were not six. You were (laughs) ten. Whatever. (laughs) Who remembers this stuff, Darlene? Um, And we got this great moment of just like, we done with the mouse, giving back to Tobias for lunch, and Tobias just like, I've had lunch, thank you. Um... (laughs) And like Tobias gives them the warning about predators eating mice and how the world is dangerous. And there's this joshing about, oh, and you would know that better than you, Mr. Predator. And in some dramatic irony, yep. uh, we got Tobias saying, even we predators get ours sometimes. Why? I saw a bald eagle get mobbed by a bunch of jays this morning, slammed mm. into a tree. Um, just like, there won't be any eagles at the party. The bald world is your problem, dude. <laughs> and then we have this Zinger of a close. I was going like, this is some of the one of the few bits is just generally Marco in this book. Apart from a couple of small instances, is is working for me. but just like mm-hmm. I have a party to attend. Darlene likes him, Ax said, but she doesn't like him. She's like that's pretty much how everyone feels about Marco, <laughs> <laughs> which is just it's very good and it made me smile. Yep, uh, and then we jump to Jake. Uh,
0: Jake. Feels, Jake and Cassie both are at this party, and they feel kind of guilty because Marco wasn't invited, and uh, they were. Uh, but also, they're enjoying lounging by the pool. Um, Darlene's family has money, I guess, uh, because it's a very nice pool, so Jake says. Also, there's 40 or 50 kids at this party, oh, which is Sheesh, like, so Jesus, children. that's so many. That's so many children. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a it's a good party you know traditional kid pool party do you have pool parties in the uk jade i mean
1: presumably i'm squinting at you a little bit how many people in the uk do you think have their own pool that's why i'm thinking like not many really not many (laughs) like you have to be super rich here to have Mm -hmm. your own pool or like my aunt and my great aunt and uncle um Took seven years to build their own, so they could pay mm. for it bit by bit. Mm. You might like. There's a couple of open air pools around, and you might like. There's this one called the Strand near where I live, mm-hmm. where people used to like take their lunch down there and stuff like that. But you wouldn't have a pool party. I, it's entirely possible, Danielle, that the rich kids did do this, and I just wasn't aware <laughs> of it because it was very much out of my sphere.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I grew up in South Florida, which. It is very common, yeah, uh, to have your own outdoor pool in South Florida, um, mm-hmm. at least in the neighborhoods that I lived in. Um, for sure. And it, so this this is a very visceral memory <laughs> for me uh-huh. of like going over to someone's house and everybody's in their bathing suits, wandering around the house and at the pool and outside and playing games and their chips and dip and sodas out and. It was a very visceral memory of like, oh, ah, yeah. yes,
1: <laughs> childhood. I think I, I think I went to like house parties like that, where it was that vibe in the garden. Mm-hmm. Just there, there was no pool. so
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, Yeah. But we have Cassie and Jake trying to chill, and then there is screaming. Uh-huh. And bless Jake is just like trouble, and he's like straight into like adrenaline fight mode. Yep. And it's just like, oh, it's just girls running. Yep. Uh, just girls shrieking and uh they're being uh, darlene and her are being chased by mice uh mm-hmm. two little mice chasing darlene like a pair of lions trying to bring down a buffalo and cassie and Jay quickly figure out that the mice are very deliberately chasing darlene
0: and also very deliberately avoiding like hearing and then
1: avoiding other mm-hmm. people catching them I, Cassie's like Marco and he must have dragged axe into it. It's just like, I'll kill him, I said, just as soon as we save him. Um and like Cassie and Jake try to intervene. Uh like it's just a couple of mice, nothing to be afraid of. Marco recognizes Cassie's voice. We have um if you know, if these mice want to live, they should go to Cassie. Otherwise someone might kill them. He's just under his breath, someone like me. And Marco's just like, I heard that. <laughs> um but it's hilarious the kids are like all the kids are running around Yep, lots of noise um yep. marco clearly hadn't uh we see that marco continues to run after darlene um into the house mm-hmm. um and marco reassures look we're going to go down to the basement and demorph just make sure yep. no one's Going to uh, look, going down there to look for us. Jake makes a run for the patio door and slams hard into a bunch of other people trying to get in or out of the house. And then uh, the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Uh,
0: It is. uh, The sun was hidden behind a swirling cloud of dust, like a flat tornado or a, a tornado in a clear sky. I felt a terrible sensation of dread from deep down inside the dust swarm grew solid within seconds. It assumed a shape, a shape like nothing ever seen on planet earth. And then it struck. And then we get flashback to Marco to before that point when they morphed, um, mice and, you know, how to get control of the mice brain and then made it over to the party and then listened to Darlene and Darlene told, uh, was telling her well actually they weren't talking about Marco and Marco uh-huh. was like, Why aren't they talking about me? And so he just aims his thought speak at Darlene and just says, Marco, uh, because it would then sound like someone had said it aloud, if you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on. And so she's like, What about Marco? And one of her friends is like,
1: Nothing. What are you talking about? And she's like, Good, I don't want that loser here <laughs> it was hilarious. Is there is this is it, somebody uh, this girl called Ellen calls him immature. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. no duh. He thinks he's so cool and cute, but he's totally not. He's always making jokes about stuff that aren't even funny. And Marco's just like, look, they can call me immature. That's what girls <laughs> always say. But saying I wasn't funny, <laughs> I would show them funny. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and like Marco's like, right, we're gonna do this. And Axe is just like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and um. Yep, yeah. decide to start hassling Darlene and Axe. Being a solid wing and light comes with. <laughs> yeah, they Marco
0: like runs across her toes. She jumps up and screams, and then they chase her around, and then everything that we just listened to Jake narrate happens. Um, and we cut to uh, Marco and Axe in the basement. Um, and this thing has, uh as as they are demorphing uh the roof
2: goes away <laughs> it's
1: just been ripped off the entire yeah. thing chunked like a wood chipper It's like mm-hmm.
2: gone yep
1: uh shredded like the universe was being run through a food processor yep you got this like brack like onomatopoeic stuff written down mm-hmm. and this is like cutting through a house easily Yep. Through concrete, through word, through pipe spending.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, uh, we get the description of the creature as something made of nothing but teeth and blades and dis- destruction. Um, Marco compares it to 20 hork glued together and given dragon wings.
1: Which is evocative. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. And the two of them are there. They manage to demorph. Uh, Marco's in human morph. um, axe has managed to go from mouse to and like to human morph Mm -hmm. and then they're like basically ready they're just like there's nothing they can do they know like they're prey and then like the eyes flicker at once and then the creature disperses and disappears yep and they have no clue what's happening yep and then we cut down cut over to the stupidest subplot ever
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we cut to Rachel who wakes up and doesn't know where she is. Um, and then realizes she can't talk, um, because her words are all mangled. Uh, she realizes that her, (laughs) she realizes she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know her own name. Uh, and she realized, realizes she is halfway in morph. Only she doesn't know it's a morph. She just thinks she's some kind of freak. I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she's like, maybe this is just what I am. Um,
1: and has <sighs> enough common sense to like. We have this question, like, don't panic. And mm-hmm. had I been in the process of changing, mm-hmm. and uh, talk about having a scream boiling up inside her, and like corrects herself. No, we don't do that. Use your head. Think mm-hmm. and she talks about like her brain feeling very foggy. Yeah, but like mind over matter. Credit to Roger in this moment, just like constantly, like she's fairly certain she's human, so she wants to be human, mm-hmm. and uh makes the is able to morph back. Yep. Um, she's aware of a shadow passing over the sun, or that's what she thinks. Uh, she thinks mm-hmm. it's a cloud. Yep. Um, and then as she's fully morphed back to human, she looks up as the sun seems very dim. And oh, wouldn't you know, it's some kind of flattened tornado. A dust cloud, but not a dust cloud, really. Yep. Uh,
0: And then we cut over to Tobias. Uh, But before we get over to Tobias, let's talk about this dumbass plot.
2: Yeah.
3: It's Uh,
0: real dumb. Yeah, it's... So Rachel has amnesia. um, And she can't remember who or what she is. And we spend a significant very large portion of this book with her not knowing what she is um and being separated from everyone else
1: um like i I, could appreciate uh, wanting to separate rachel off right because of like her role in that group and seeing what the group is without her i understand it but this just feels like such a stupid contrived reason i think i saw in the chat there's other things they could have done. To yes. make, like, Rachel struggle with more than- Even just, like, forgetting the ability to morph. Mm-hmm. Just, like, even that localized kind of thing I would yeah. have been able to maybe get on board with. But that's not how amnesia works. Mm-hmm. This is some delightful, bad soap opera bullshit. Yes. Yes. Um,
0: and it, like, it doesn't make any sense from a realistic standpoint it doesn't make any sense from a the sci-fi that they have established standpoint because it doesn't make any sense why she would still have amnesia and or a concussion after mm-hmm. morphing like yeah, it doesn't if She hit
1: her head as a, in the eagle form the concussion would right. be gone by the time she's back in human shape, right
0: uh and like you could have separated them and have her keep all of her memories they're separated in space. She can't exactly morph into a bird
1: to get mm-hmm. back to everyone because this
0: monster's here.
1: Like, Interesting thing that could have happened. Losing control of the morphing. Mm-hmm. Having full comprehension of what's happening but not being able to be stable in a morph. That mm-hmm. I would read and enjoy. Yeah, um, But it's just
0: it's so contrived and mm-hmm. so forced and it mm-hmm it feels forced even when i read this as a kid i was like why is this happening yeah (laughs) like it uh, it's not it's not good um but it it is what we have i guess
1: yeah and it really like takes agency away from a character that is very much defined by that but not in a way that's narratively interesting
0: yeah so yeah like, the only thing I like about it is this idea that we can see who Rachel is, mm-hmm. when, even when she doesn't know who she is. Yes. Like, if you strip away all of the social ex- societal expectations that have put, been put on her by, one, society at large, and two, her friends, um, you know, she, she still is fights. still, she still fights. She still is driven to protect people. Um, yes. And all of that. And that's kind of the only interesting thing about this to me.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you.
0: But, yeah, everything else about it can go in the trash. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Where it belongs.
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well, bad little tirade done. <laughs> 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 uh, we cut to Tobias. Um, and we get more backstory, and then we get more... I do like this thing, um, where Tobias is flying cover. Um, and we, we get him talking about it. He says. See, I was flying cover. It's one of the ways I'm able to help my friends. Marco hadn't asked me to fly cover for his idiotic little escapade, but I figured I'd better besides I'd already eaten a small snake. Um, I had nothing to do really, but catch a thermal and ride it up. Um, but he, he's watching over them to make sure that they don't get eaten by something else. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, he narrates how they're running around like fools and they're not paying attention to like all of the things that that uh could kill them.
2: Like, like tabby. there was a
0: Yeah, there's a cat that, you know, is just <laughs> too my fat way. and lazy. But there's also a Cooper's hawk that Tobias like is like, No, this is my prey, back off. Um, mm-hmm. which I don't think is how that works, but Cooper's hawks are also very small compared to red tails,
1: so I would believe it.
0: Um yeah
1: i love just fucking like they get to the party just like okay they can just be stepped on it's that's less of an issue <laughs> and people having fun and just like down below i saw marco chasing some girl good grief i thought why am i not surprised <laughs> um yep. and then we get uh tobias's perspective on this weird dust storm, dust storm but not mm-hmm and how, because he has the better view, he is trying to take in what it is.
2: Right. Um,
0: um,
1: he, you know, he
0: describes how it what is a dust cloud and then isn't a dust cloud. All of a sudden, it's a creature. It tears things apart. Everybody's screaming. He tries to dive bomb the the creature made of blades and teeth. Uh, to be a
1: distraction
0: to to maybe distract them uh just, from guess, axe and marco
1: given what we know, learn later about what this creature can do yeah as well just like ah, uh, yeah
3: he, he would be
1: annihilated
3: bias
0: <laughs> like i know this kid has a death wish but god damn uh
1: thankfully the beast is dissolved before tobias can pancake himself onto it um
0: <laughs> throw himself into a blender
1: yeah um, and with his super hawk vision, he is able to see that as the dust cloud disperses, the individual particles begin streaming away towards the forest incredibly fast. Yep. Off towards um, the woods.
0: Yep. They're not being blown by the wind. They're moving on their own. Um, and it's just like, this This is kind of prime example of this whole thing. where We have the only thing that has been added to the events so far is those last two sentences Mm
3: -hmm.
0: where it's like oh the particles are streaming away towards the forest and everything else is just a recap of what just fucking happened from a different perspective (laughs) and -hmm. and, and, like it's cool to get the different perspective like that's part of the interesting thing about the megamorphs but like choose the most interesting perspective for given events Mm -hmm. and then only show them once
2: yeah (laughs)
1: Uh, but we get back to Rachel, who is yes. uh, fully in human morph, understandably freaked out by the uh, the dust cloud of teeth and blades. Yep. Uh, so takes off running, screaming mm-hmm. for help, and reaches the freeway. Yep. Um, and she's able to narrowly avoid getting hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, the creature uh, collides with a truck. Ben and um, Jerry's. I love that it's a Ben and Jerry's <laughs> truck. It's just, it's the ice, it like, the tra- beast shreds the trailer of this, and there's just, like, Rachel being in the middle of the terror, pelted by pints of Jerry Garcia and wavy gravy ice cream. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rachel sort of gets over to the median and, like, tumbles down um, mm-hmm. the median. The truck driver is okay. The beast is just like, what's interesting is that uh, we see in the text, like, there was a, no doubt that it saw me. Mm-hmm. But the eyes seemed confused. They seemed lost. The beast saw me, but did not recognize me. Suddenly, as I cowered in the ditch of the median strip, the beast simply dissolved into a cloud of dust, dissolved and blew away.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, Rachel, relieved, is like still just in like, her morphing gear of blood, I just like gets up out of the ditch, across the road, and towards the rest of the woods. Yep. Yeah.
0: What's interesting here is. Um... So, we we find out later that this beast is drawn to morphing energy. So, whenever someone is morphing, uh, it gets drawn in that direction. Um, and so, that's why it was drawn to Marco and Axe, and then drawn to Rachel.
2: Uh, there's nothing drawing it away here. Except maybe no
0: cuz axe isn't i don't know um mm-hmm. but like we, we there's a jump from this instance to uh Jake Marco Axe and Cassie hanging out in um Cassie's house so hmm. there's nothing to have distracted it here besides the idea of oh she's human now and has stopped morphing hmm. you know don't care anymore um, maybe so there's there's a bit of an inconsistency there that I just noticed now looking Mm -hmm. at it for the second time. Whereas for pretty much everywhere else in the book, it's pretty consistent with, um,
1: I mean, it's entirely possible that Axe and Marco morphed morphed to get away from the house.
0: Yeah.
1: As they weren't even at that party.
0: Yeah. And we know that it can't be in two places at once. So it could be that them, Kind of morphing and going in different directions,
2: confused it enough, yeah, to uh that it that it gave up, um but yeah, it's just sloppy that's just that's just that,
1: yeah sloppy is the right word for it I think yeah. um, but we cut to the kids uh acts with them in human morph, or uh, Cassie's perspective on events, and the freak tornado is being covered on the news mm hmm um, Marco is being very Marco about it. Um like just talking about like the destruction of Darlene's home. Yep. Um and then we see the Benedet ru- the news cut to the the freeway. now oh, it's a same tornado or possibly a second tornado. Uh mm-hmm. and it's Cassie who spots on the video. Uh because yep. it's been taped. Um yep. that they see a girl being recorded mm-hmm. on, or on the recording. And the frame freeze, phrase, freeze phrase. There we go. Freeze frame. Um, on it, and they figure that it's Rachel, tall, blonde hair, barefoot, wearing a black leotard. Yep. And they're just like, well, she must have just come out of a morph. Um. But what is she doing there? She's supposed to be off at camp. this camp. And Marco's like, you know what? That that thing came after Ax, and he was also r- right where Rachel was, and starts putting it together. Mm-hmm. Um. Jade everybody
0: asks, turns to axe <laughs> <laughs> and is
1: just like i don't know what it is <laughs> um it's just very cute and they like figure it's probably some sort of yerk weapon and they realize they need to talk to rachel so cassie calls up rachel's house and she's just like oh hey jordan is rachel home and she's just like no she's at the gymnastics thing and cassie's spider sense starts tingling um yeah and that so confirms that rachel didn't come back early <laughs> Marco yelling at the TV. How it wasn't a tornado where people blind a tornado. A tornado does not have teeth. And uh the group just says like Rachel's not at home. People at home think she's at the camp, and yep. they watch the tape again. Confirm. Yeah, no, that's Rachel who is definitely not at camp.
0: Yeah, and it. I do like this bit here where we have you know the people at Rachel's house think Rachel is at camp, but the people at camp think Rachel is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really interesting in that, yes, in that same kind of mundane sense of someone disappearing because they changed their plans and didn't tell people.
1: Yeah, like when we first had Rachel like saying like I got there early. She's like, oh, is she just gonna like sack off the whole thing and go hang out with Tobias in the woods for two days? Mm-hmm. I, I, where I thought that was going, it, making use of the whole. The people at home thought she was at camp, and the people at right. camp just
2: assumed she didn't show up because she'd said mm-hmm. that she wasn't going to be there. So. yeah. But, uh... uh yeah, mm-hmm. we cut
0: to Rachel just walking in the woods. We get a lot about how she doesn't know who she is, and everything's real foggy. She knows that she has some kind of terrible en- uh, enemy,
1: but doesn't know what it is. Blah, 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 she Gets spots. a <laughs> Yep. Spots a shack in the woods um or spot something bright yellow i should say first i do like that we have this moment of it was a shack the yellow was a cotton ribbed top from the limited probably she's just like what from the limited what does that even mean um <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's a store uh, a specific store but it's not yeah. really helpful enough for her to get anything else back but um, she um uh, heads she... towards the shack
0: Yes, and she then... heads towards the shack and is looking at the clothes and then is interrupted by a woman um uh who is shabby um probably uh homeless apart from the shack um and wearing a bunch of clothing um Rachel I like I I do kind of like this instance of Rachel Still traumatized, like goes into fight mode in the same way that we saw Jake go into fight mode and then realizes that this person is not a threat and calms herself down. Yeah. Um, but the woman is, uh, talking about needing a receipt if you want to return the item or purchase it. Um, and, uh, Rachel makes the determination that this person is insane. Um, I, I guess.
1: I was that because we do have the thing later, she was mentally ill. Just like, why not say that first? Yeah. Like
0: Uh, Yeah, it's like we we already get in the book uh overuse of the word insane. In all of the books really, because you know, Marco's constantly going on about how their their different uh Mm -hmm. plans are insane, right? It's also like very
1: nineties, I think, to call things like insane.
0: Yes. Um, And so in those instances, it's very clearly just, like, vernacular, right? Yeah. Um, But in this instance, it's definitely, like, a judgment, like, oh, this person is, quote-unquote, crazy and isn't isn't normal, you know, Mm -hmm. is having some kind of delusions. And it's Mm -hmm. just
2: like, I mean, do we have to do this? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it. I don't, it sucks. Like, it. I don't it sucks. like it. at sucks. It all. Um, um. Yeah. So we have Rachel's interaction with this this woman. She continues just, to
0: call her the mad woman.
2: Yeah. Um, and
1: Rachel tries to talk to her. Like, can I get your name? And then mm-hmm. it's interesting, given the line that uh, "my name or its name, we are two, not one." Yeah. Given what the woman goes on to say in a minute, it's just sort of like, and I suppose this is the first time we've seen, I'm just going to say now because it's going to be real very quickly. This woman mm-hmm. knows what yurks are. Right. So the notion, and it's very implied in her dialogue that she was yurked. Mm-hmm. And the notion of what happens to a human brain if it's been infested with a yurk parasite for too long is deeply
3: upsetting.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's.
0: Like this could have just been a person who was yurked at some point mm-hmm. and realized they couldn't go back to their life mm-hmm. and is hiding out in the
1: woods, right? Yeah, they could this could have just been somebody with a a understandable level of paranoia with right. a lot of stuff.
0: Right. But instead it's
1: this. So it's I gross. mean if a fourteen year old thirteen year old showed up wearing just a leotard in the woods with no shoes on, I'd be like, um, the fuck. Yeah.
0: Um, so this woman is, uh, very suspicious. She continues to kind of rant about how the Yerks are going to come back. They never go away forever. You know how she's going to get captured again. She's extremely protective over all of the clothing in the shack. Um, it's implied that she hoards it. Um, and you know, she's been, she's been finding this clothing that people throw away. Um, and Rachel's asking if she can have a pair of shoes. The woman is
2: like, "Oh, will that be cash check or credit card?" Okay, um, and Rachel, um,
0: it goes. She plays along with it. She plays along with it. Yeah, she picks up some bark and is like, "Oh, I have a credit card." Um, and this woman is just extremely confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and begins to ask if Rachel is one of them. Uh, meaning a yerk, Um, and Rachel's like, I don't think so. And the woman's like, well, there's only one way to know for sure. And she starts screaming at Rachel that she's a yerk, and she throws Rachel into the basement in the floor of the shack Mm -hmm. um, and won't let her out. Um, Basically implying that she is going
1: to starve the yerk out of Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is tragic like and this is why it's so frustrating like we have this line of just like the woman's insane vision yeah and that when that's just like really shitty when you have this no no you don't want to hurt me you just want to crawl inside my head like you did before crawl inside my head make me give you my husband make me give him to you my children all for you all for you controlling me in my head but you died didn't you Mm-hmm. And there's like, okay, so if a yerk somehow dies in somebody's head, horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely horrifying. Considering and Rachel, it happened to Jake, yeah, Rachel doesn't. Ha- yeah, Rachel doesn't have the context for what this woman is saying. And if she did, right. I'd like to think it would have played out differently. Mm-hmm. But this woman does to Rachel what the kids have done to other people, mm-hmm. or would be willing to do just like oh very much like the dunk is it okay this is a, probably a yerk person doing this
2: yep like the yep. woman's actions are not um in unexpli- inexplicable yeah yeah they're at
0: only, all yeah they're only inexplicable quote-unquote because rachel
1: has mm-hmm. plot convenient amnesia yeah um like, if you didn't know what a yuck was, that would sound like somebody suffering from
2: delusions. Right. But we know for a fact no, that is what they do. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I'm sure that
0: there is a way to have written this mm-hmm. in a much more respectful manner of, like, yes. this outsider's perspective of <clears throat> someone who is claiming that there are aliens on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but... It's not handled well here. It feels gross to read. Absolutely. Um, uh,
2: it's even not though
0: good. It's not. It's not good. And there's there's a sense that like Rachel is maybe trying to be kind, um, mm-hmm. but there's there's still the kind of like oh this person is insane and therefore I don't want to be around them or yeah you know they're dirty and blah 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 blah
2: blah and it's, or... yeah.
1: But uh, we cut away from Rachel, wondering if uh, she's also crazy. It's just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. uh Cut over to Jake. Uh, he and Marco have uh, headed over to the bus stop close to where the beast had attacked Rachel and destroyed the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco comments that it sure looks like the uh, work of the same creature. Yep. Um, that ventilated Darlene's house. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a little bit of back and forth. You do realize you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Someone could have been killed. Like I knew some devil beast was going to come after me. <laughs> and just like, I let it go. Marco knew he'd screwed up. At least I hoped he knew. I'm just like, you have the bag? Of course I have the bag. Um, <laughs> they get out into the woods, meet up with Tobias, who is uh, preening uh, his feathers. And Tobias just like, preening isn't about luck.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Mark- Marco's like disparaging, like, why are you doing that now is now the time. Um, and I do like this moment because Tobias, mm-hmm. like, it's he's described as saying it patiently, like, he's mm-hmm. teaching Marco, cleaning mm-hmm. isn't about looks, I'm cleaning and straightening feathers, clean feathers fly better. And Marco's like, how do you even get dirty? <laughs> and then Tobias, very <laughs> matter of fact, I was hungry, so I ate a mouse. A mouse just like the one you became this morning. It wasn't a very clean kill. Any other questions? <laughs> Marco does not have any more questions. Marco <laughs> <laughs> turns a little green.
1: <laughs> uh, Axe um, is coming to join them. He's fast, but only he's on foot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, Jake goes to ask Tobias if he's seen anything. And he's just like, no. And see anything except for this crazy woman who lives in a shack out here she's just like mm, great cool. yeah no rachel um and so marco and jake are going to morph um and use their wolf morphs and they've brought a bag of stuff of uh, rachel's to use to try and track her yeah so marco teases jake for doing his arnold schwarzenegger face <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh interestingly um we don't have any explanation here as to why Cassie isn't with them.
3: No, that like, comes
1: later.
0: Yeah, um, from Cassie's perspective, like presumably mm-hmm. they got the clothes from Cassie because yeah. th- it was like sh- stuff that Rachel had left at Cassie's house
3: mm-hmm.
0: that they're using to to sniff out the, the her. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we don't get any explanation as to why Cassie isn't with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they morph into wolf, and when they're about halfway through morph, the creature is coming, um, the, the freak dust storm, yeah. And we cut back to Rachel again. Uh,
1: she she's having some memories come back. As yeah, well as between yelling at the woman, and we have this quote about the anger feels good. I realized it kept me from being afraid. It's just sort of like, mm-hmm. I mean, there, well, there's a Rachel mission statement for you. Yep. Um, but she's having these flood of sort of memories and she's mad about it and yells at it to uh, get out of her head um, um, and then she starts smelling smoke
2: yeah um, because the woman has lit the shack on fire mm-hmm. um, and clearly fucked off yeah um,
1: and Rachel susses out like she's trapped she's got to get out and she needs power to break out power enough to break mm-hmm. through and sort of sink like something within her she was too weak. She Couldn't do it, but something within, but within me, something within me, and she starts to morph into her bemov. Mm-hmm. The power, the mm-hmm. amazing, straining, bulging, explosive power. <laughs> that is a description.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's a choice of words they use there. <laughs> we are adults. <laughs> 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 we are mature adults doing a book club podcast talking about children young yeah, adult <laughs> literature and laughing about the words of, of adjectives like bulging because <laughs> why not
0: yep uh, and we immediately cut back to Marco uh, the dust storm is coming The Jake and Marco uh, have to struggle to maintain concentration to finish the morph um but they do and they start running
1: i really appreciate this est- i said it again i need a tab drink every time jade says i appreciate it. <laughs> um but it's just i like that it's establishing here the concentration required to maintain uh to maintain mm-hmm. the transition from yeah. one state to another which makes what happens with cassie later like you yeah. realize how difficult it is
0: yeah it's we there's a lot of emphasis in this book placed on how much concentration it takes to morph and how exhausting morphing is.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, which I think are really good things to establish about morphing, especially because, you know, later in the series, it does become, they get better and better at it. Right. Yeah. And so they, they become used to all of this. And so it's good to kind of establish at the beginning
2: mm-hmm.
0: how, Difficult it is, and kind of why they aren't
2: mm-hmm.
0: running every mission, morphing three thousand things.
1: Yeah. This is—I I read this and was like, "Hmm." Makes future notes because it tied into something I've already been thinking about with Cal, um, <laughs> uh, somebody who suffers from chronic pain and a connective tissue disorder. What it's going to be like for them to bamf back after being in morph or having to do rapid morphs, aka, it's come out now, hasn't it? like where we wherever we get back in season mm-hmm. 2 of dumb kids the fallout on Cal when they're back in their own body is going to suck mm-hmm. cuz that's a lot of bamfing yep. back and forth so i find it really interesting that they and it, it 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 makes it clear what the stakes are yeah and and why like as a child as a young adult you could read this and understand why they don't just do a thing or yep. what it means when they say, I need to do this, and then this. hmm Yeah. Um, but so Jake and Marco are running away from the creature, um, trying to find uh, denser woods, letting the wolves' instincts pull them ahead. But Tobias is like, you better hope that this creature wears out soon because there's a meadow up ahead and the creature will catch them. Right, because but then, the trees
0: slow it down marginally.
1: Yeah, but um, Marco smells uh, smoke. Uh, like Mm -hmm. the that sets off alarm bells in the wolf's mind about a fire being by, and then the beast wavers and slows, Mm -hmm. uh, and it turns away. Yep, towards Uh, the direction of the fire and smoke. Yep,
0: and we cut back to Rachel, uh, who is morphing bear. Um, we do a lot of this in this book where we end a chapter with someone morphing and then pick up a chapter with someone morphing. Mm. Um. I mean, it makes some sense because of, you know, they're trying to keep the action moving and morphing mm-hmm. is kind of a stop in the action mm. by default.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um but she's she's morphing uh she isn't fully morphed when she breaks out of the shack. Um you know, she she is able to to use her new muscles and weight
2: to just kind of go through a wall. Um, and, uh, she has a flash of,
0: uh, memory about the grizzly, um, the boring shit about, oh, what, what is going on? What am I? Boom, mm-hmm. What's a yerk? Blah, blah, blah.
1: She makes it oh. out. She's fully bare. Uh, I must've been 10 foot feet tall and I knew I was mighty because <laughs> no one attacks a grizzly, not if they wanted to live. Yes. Um, she hears a voice the thing is here Mm -hmm. and somebody else is here Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have Rachel's
2: perspective on uh, Axe who has just Mm -hmm. shown up Um, Mm -hmm. Axe calls her name Mm -hmm. Uh, and she's like oh is that my name and And then then the beast attacks that the beast attacks
0: and we cut to Axe and this is our very first Axe narration um, which is, is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the, we get again, his full name. My name is, um, Aximali Escaroth Still. I am an Andalite. It was my brother, Prince Elfangor, who gave the humans the power to morph. Uh, he had been injured. And when he crashed, crash landed his fighter, it was the humans who found him. Um, it was Visser 3 who killed my brother, so my human friends have told me, someday I will avenge that death. I must kill Visser 3 or be dishonored.
1: I had to go have a word with some Andalutes.
0: Yeah, their uh, their culture sucks. Mm-hmm. Um And then we get I am not one of the Animorphs, which is bullshit.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
0: But you no. Know, he's just baby. baby You will be baby.
3: You will be baby.
1: Um <laughs> but i fight alongside our common enemy and just like and i like that we have the understanding of why he calls jake prince jake while i'm Mm -hmm. on earth i have taken jake for my prince Mm
2: -hmm. which is like
0: mm. yeah it we uh it's i'm not gonna go into it because we get it later Mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure we get it later but yeah the reason why he has Mm -hmm. taken jake for his prince is sad
1: yeah Um, But yes, I had gone along with Marco on his foolish venture to the home of the human named Darlene. I knew it was foolish, but I thought it would be better for Marco to have someone with him, my heart. And then Marco is highly intelligent, but he is also very afflicted by a condition the humans call sense of humour. I have noticed that Marco's sense of humour sometimes makes him do strange things. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, yes, drag him. (laughs) (laughs) Rightly so. (sighs) Yeah,
3: uh,
0: And we get the summary of him running to meet up with Tobias, Jake, and Marco. He saw the smoke um, and ran towards it, saw the beast, um, and continued running. He's sure that the beast must be looking for him. Um, but he... And, and for that reason, he's like, well, I can't go to where Jake and Marco were supposed to be because I can't lead it to them. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, maybe the smoke will hide me. But he sees instead that there's Rachel, <laughs> a grizzly bear. Rachel had a grizzly bear morph. I had seen her use it. It had to be her. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I just, you know, not a, I, I'll leave him. It's a fair enough assumption. Grizzly bears mm-hmm. might not be especially native. We know Rachel got her grizzly bear morph from the place that's not called a circus. That I've forgotten the name of. The gardens. The gardens. So, But... um. And then Rachel is just, like, ready to fight this fucking blender. Yeah. Um, loses a paw. Yeah, tries to, tries to hit it
0: and loses a paw. And then tries yeah. to hit it again with her other paw.
2: And this time loses the whole freaking leg. <laughs> yeah. And and, um, the, and it's just, ugh, it hurts.
1: And, like, it's have this line about, I could see human terror shining through the bear's eyes. -hmm. And Axe is bemoaning his inability to not do more.
0: Yeah, because he recognizes that if he were to try to try to attack it with his Mm -hmm. tail, it would just eat his tail. um And so he recognizes that he is useless against this thing, and he doesn't. He realizes he doesn't have any morph that could fight it. Yeah. So Rachel's bear was one of the mightiest morphs we had,
1: and she was doomed. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I got to escape to uh not no not to escape to follow this creature to find where it hid and starts and he's like because there was one thing was certain i could not save rachel yeah which is just like god but he starts to morph Mm -hmm. and then the creatures uh pings over at him yep and he realizes that it's the morphing it was Um, the morphing it's energy itself that drew the beast it lifted from rachel uh, I had a flesh of her bare body wrapped in living ropes. The beast had not killed her. It had wrapped her up as if wrapping a gift. The living ropes dissolved to rejoin the dust beast and become part of it.
2: And I really like the visuals of this entity. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, But and
1: we have Axe's perspective on a 100 miles and a 1,000 whirling blades descended on me. And he knew that if he strikes it, it's worth it. So... I would. I could not fight it. To fight was to be shredded. He said. Still, I reversed the morph and regained my complete Andalite form. And it picks him up,
0: and it carries him away. And he realizes that it's carrying
2: him to Visser Three. Um, <laughs> I started a count here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, because
0: it's it has happened before and will happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh we saw in the last book Marco be disembowelled um for the second time. Uh and now Rachel um had was dismembered in the last book. Remember she lost her arm? Mm-hmm. Um and now has been double dismembered. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> And there is a point where Rachel beats a warq with her own severed arm, so I know it happens again. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So, (laughs) incredible. There's just this theme of Marco gets disemboweled and Rachel loses limbs. (laughs) So, you know, children's literature.
3: Children's literature. (laughs)